The Drive-By Podcast is brought to you by OwnSpace. This is The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. Episode 110 of the Drive-By Podcast is here with Freeway Frank at the new studios in downtown Montreal. Hope you're doing all right. It's the Thursday edition. A little late with this one because I'm working hard on this studio, preparing it and getting it video ready as well. So uh, it's going to happen. There's going to be some uh, stuff we're working on. But for the most part... We had great reviews, but I think it sounds great. So thank you so much for your comments and for reaching out to me. Lots of things I want to discuss on this podcast. Uh, by the way, next week, I'm going to return to having guests in studio. Can't wait for that. And I'm not even going to tell you who it is. going to surprise you. Let's begin with P.K. Subban, former Montreal Canadian who just retired and now does as like an analyst on ESPN hockey over in the United States. I believe that is based out of, is it New York or Atlanta? Anyway, it doesn't matter. P.K. Subban was talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs and what they needed to do in order to, uh, you know, make a comeback. He was referencing the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, now he's under fire. They want to cancel him, them, the woke mob, of course, uh, under fire for his, they're calling crass comments about Lizzo. Impressed by their forecheck, their battle level. Big game for uh didn't pack a lunch. Listen, maybe they need to pack a Lizzo-sized lunch. The Leafs need to pack a Lizzo-sized lunch. Now, we know Lizzo is an artist who promotes being comfortable in your own body. She's she's big. She's a big girl. And, uh, you know, nowadays, you see the plus-size models. You see the, the Lizzo's on stage and flapping their culo everywhere. And, and look, I'm all for how people feel, and how comfortable they are in their own bodies. We should not have to fat shame people, make people feel bad. But let's call a spade a spade here. When you have somebody promoting fatness as being okay, and for the longest time, all we did is try to promote healthy eating, and then now we still do it, right? It's a, it's a huge thing now. What's good for the human body? What's not good for the human body? It's never good for the human body to be overweight. Now, fat shaming, that's a totally different thing. I personally would not have said what PK said, uh, getting a, uh, you know, the Leafs need to pack a Lizzo-sized lunch, meaning uh, she eats a lot. Look, sometimes the truth hurts. I don't think that was the place for PK to have made those comments. And considering PK, he's been the subject of racism. So in a way, to see him now on the other side attacking when he's been bullied, it's not right. And I think PK figured it out, right? Because then when he tweeted later in the day, he left out the Lizzo comment. But of course, you know how it works. And the insane people, uh, progressives and, and wokesters, they want to cancel. They want PK. They're not going to stop till PK loses his job because that's how it is nowadays. You can never say anything and get away with it, all right? Even if you come up with an apology or they'll force you to get down on your knees and, and submit and apologize, beg for forgiveness, this is what these, these insane people do. Was PK wrong in saying that? Well, look, I'm not his program director over at the network, uh, but as an observer, and as I said, considering he's been a subject 
and a target of racism to fat shame a fellow, you know, in this case, African-American, probably not his best move, right? But do I think he needs to be canceled? Absolutely not. And I'm, I'm, I like this P.K. Subban. I like the fact that, you know, he says what's sometimes you're going to get yourself in trouble. I mean, I know because I've said things in, in my career sometimes that, that come out. I don't think I've ever made a comment quite like that one and fat shamed anyone, but sometimes things come out of your mouth and you should be able to rewind, look back and say, okay, maybe that wasn't the best choice of language that I could have used to describe something, but they're going to cancel you for less. And we know that. So PK Subban, considering where he's come from, considering where he is today, probably realizes that as a mistake, as he should not have said it. But cancellation, zero chance he should be canceled for saying that. Now, all the, you know, at, at this point, all the, the, the talk shows, all the, the shows start playing clips, and they're only going to take one side, and that's obviously the side of Lizzo, right? They're, they're never going to go and, and say, well, PK, they're, they're always going to attack. Here's a clip from CP24 in Toronto. It's a morning show that features uh, Sid Sixero, I think that's his last name, and a bunch of people on a panel talking about this. We're just going to play a, a tiny bit from this and how you, you can tell, like, no one ever takes the other side. They're all too afraid, right? So every person on the panel, and there's, I believe, five or six people on the panel, and none of them take PK's side. Of course, nobody. Lizzo? isn't their everyday artist. Mm -hmm. And why are we so just getting into what anybody says? You know what, people are human, people say something off the cuff, we've all been there, you mm -hmm. know? There's just no forgiveness. I think the world needs to just mind its own business. You know, get on with your being. You know, Lizzo is magnificent, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of that chap saying that, read the room. The time is not now for that kind of comment. You know, society has changed. You really got to think about what you say these days. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to bring anybody else down. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, we don't want to drag people down as well. You know, that is not the way to lift Lizzo, is to mm -hmm. try and drag mm -hmm. someone else down. So mm -hmm. let's all get some forgiveness in mm -hmm. our hearts. I'm across all of this. I mean, I, I, I just think you have to, you said read the room, Colin. I think there's, there are subjects to which you don't draw yourself. You just stay away because it's so easy to inflame, so easy to upset somebody. Five people on the panel, not one of them came to PK's defense. If I would have been there, I would have been like, listen, I would have said exactly what I said at the, at the beginning of this podcast. At least offered some kind. I mean, why not put somebody on the panel that disagrees? No, nobody. Nobody ever disagrees. That's the problem. And if you remember Don Cherry, he got canceled. For less, by the way, he said those people, remember when he was referencing, I, I guess, immigrants? And he said those people, those people. But if you remember, uh, the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Timberlake, he also referenced these people. Are we going to tolerate these people? It's the same thing. He's still Prime Minister. Don Cherry was cancelled and P.K. Subban uh, on the verge, maybe, of cancellation? Probably not. If you're going to cancel people for that, you got to cancel everybody. You can't just pick and choose who you're going to cancel. But you see, now that's the way it works. If you're on a certain side, which is the left, you get away with everything. If you're on center to the right, you don't get away with anything and they're going to hold you to it. And that's where we are nowadays in society. This started in Winnipeg, the cancellation of Mother's Day and Father's Day, because they want it to be more inclusive. And then now it's come to Quebec. There was a Quebec school this week that 
also made an announcement, but for it's it's weird because the Quebec controversy is completely different than the Winnipeg one. The Winnipeg one was they wanted to be more inclusive for kids that maybe necessarily don't have a mother and a father, but might have two fathers, might have two mothers. But here in Quebec, the decision was made because several students in the classes don't have a mother or father, whether they're orphaned or they lost their mother to some illness or father to some accident, and others are in foster homes. So what this is why it motivated this teacher's union to make this decision. They wanted to make sure under the circumstances Teachers, I guess, have to adapt to the realities. And so the idea of replacing Mother's Day or Father's Day with Parents' Day, that was their motivation so that kids don't have to feel bad. But look, I look at this, the thing that I, I know death death is difficult, especially when you're young, and it's hard for young people to understand. I, I can't imagine. I lost my dad when I was 36, but I can't imagine having lost my dad when I was six years old and for the people who have. But, you know, in life... There is such a thing, at least when we were growing up, as hardening up, making kids stronger, right? And nowadays, I find, even though I don't have kids, but from what I see, kids are way too soft. And I blame this on generation, it's my generation, generation X parents. And maybe it's because they feel, like my generation feels like they were neglected when they were younger. We were, not, not necessarily neglected, but... You know, we were told, I remember having a rope around my neck and with a key on it. And I'd come home and nobody was there. And my grandmother lived with us till a certain point. And then when she couldn't anymore because of her health, she ended up going to a senior's home. And I had to come home by myself until my parents came back because they were both working parents. But it made me stronger. It made me realize a lot of things. And people like me and my generation became stronger that way. And, you know, when we lost... In sports, we lost. There was no participation ribbons. And I remember sometimes when we do these things and I wouldn't win a trophy or I wouldn't win a ribbon, I felt bad. But that's what made us tougher. And that's what I was told by my parents. You got to try harder. You got to be better. Uh, you got to practice. Whatever the case is you're trying to do. And then when you win, then you'll get the acknowledgement. It's, but now it's all participation ribbons. Kids are way too soft. I mean, you see it on Instagram. Parents don't even realize that parents from my generation, they share these these Instagram videos of their kids and you could see how soft they are. How, you know, I know the, the term snowflakes is often used. And even the generation after ours, it's just like you can't criticize them. Again, based on what I started this podcast with, right? Everybody gets offended. This is the problem is everybody's hurt. Everybody gets offended. Everybody's soft. I remember taking, okay, and I'm not only talking emotional hurt here, but even physical hurt. Remember taking a baseball to the eye and getting a black eye. And then not only did you have to endure the pain of getting a baseball in the eye, then you had to endure the pain of everybody making fun of you. I didn't want to go to school the next day because my eye was like completely bloated and inflated, massive, right? Big black uh, <laughs> rings around or around my eye. And then we had to endure the pain of people making fun of you. And back in the day, we, I mean, bullies. I mean, we didn't have anti-bully campaigns. We were bullied to death. That's just the way it was. It made us stronger. And it's the reason why today I find our generation is, is stronger. And the ge generations that came before my generation, which is Generation X. But all the other generations are like, oh, softies, man, snowflakes. What happened? So when you cancel Mother's Day and Father's Day to accommodate the people or the kids that lost a parent, 
Look, I'm not trying to say that it's not sad for the kid to lose a parent, but it's like, okay, the kid lost a parent, but everybody else has a mother. And everybody else, let's say, has a father. That kid doesn't. So that kid needs to be spoken to, either by a psychologist, get the support, the classroom needs to come together to show the kid, you know, we, we have you, we have our parents or my mother and father who could be like a father figure to you, whatever it takes. But to change everything that we've always had and always worked, like Mother's Day and Father's Day, to accommodate the two or three kids in the classroom who don't have parents, to me, is soft. It really is. So that's the point, is that we live in a world, and you heard this this gentleman speaking here about P.K. Subban, same thing. It's like times have changed, and you have to watch what comes out of your mouth. And see, that's the problem, is that we're always watching what comes out of our mouth. We're always watching how we do things. We're changing things, I think, that, that softens society, that makes us weaker, and then makes our country, our demeanor, our whole existence soft and weaker and we saw it in the last you know i don't have to go back and tell you about that how how easy it is for a society to fold like a deck of cards right and just accept things and get mad at the people who won't conform when the people who didn't conform were just making a decision to keep things the way they were they just wanted to keep living their lives the way the way they were right but they were vilified and mocked and shat on for not wanting to change so when you really think about it it says a lot about society where we are and where we're going and it's scary so mother's day and father's day it is what it is there there are mothers there are fathers it's not birthing parents it's not parents day it's let's stop making everything so you know we create controversy for no reason like we need to wake the f up and and come on like this is just insanity now we're at a point where you can't turn on you know not that i watch television or or turn on any media besides social media but you can't go on social media on any day and not see a clip that that doesn't bother you and the reason why it bothers you is because you're soft it's the bottom line to me i'm not offended by much Uh, the major things in our in our lifetime that hurt people that killed people that hurt that's that 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 is still offensive something that you can't overlook because you don't want crimes like that of humanity to happen again. But there's not much that offends me. It's too easy to turn on your social media every day and be offended by something. So just move on and live your life and live your life according to the way you want to live it. It's almost like people are looking to be bothered, (laughs) looking to be offended. What's going to offend me today? Instead, I'm looking for something like what's going to make me laugh today? What's going to make me feel good today? Not what's going to offend me, but the majority of the world wants to be offended. And there's always somebody trying to change something out there. And yes, change is good, but not when it's softening society. The Canadian government, mostly the liberals, are under fire now because they've redesigned the Canadian passport. First of all, when you look at it, if you look at an image of the new Canadian passport, it looks very modern, right? They've taken it next level. It it just looks very flashy now. I'm not saying I don't like the cover, but it just looks very 2023. They've made a couple of iconic images disappear. Some of the things they've taken out of the passport, Terry Fox. Terry Fox is a Canadian hero who ran across the country for cancer and cancer research. They removed Terry Fox. I don't understand. That doesn't make sense to me. They removed any references to the Battle of Vimy Ridge, which was an important course, an, an important moment in Canadian military history. They've replaced our founding fathers of confederation. 
And then they've replaced all these images that are iconic images with uh, something that kind of seems like it's a young Justin Trudeau at his uh, lake house over in, uh, I think it was somewhere in northern Quebec. Suspiciously, it looks like a young uh, Justin Trudeau. And th- you're telling me this guy is not a narcissist. And then a squirrel eating a nut. <laughs> okay. You got to wonder. So have you ever seen an ego as big as Justin Trudeau's? If you see the images, I wish I could bring the images up. And then, yeah, there's, there's also two people on a, on a canoe. And then there he is jumping into a, a lake off the pier it's just it's just bizarre behavior for me and it just seems like he's he's trying to place himself in history right and, and he's he's doing it because he knows that he'll never get a, an airport named after him like his dad even though i mean they have the the trudeau name he'll never get certain things because uh, let's be honest when only when you only get 28 percent support that's where he is in the polls right now of the country's support that means there's a lot of people that don't like you who did not vote for you yes we're in a parliamentary system but that's a lot more people that don't like you these are not earth-shattering numbers that that display that the trudeau government is well liked they're not well liked and when they do things like this it's really it's eye-popping right you just you look at it going how could they remove like there are so many other things in our history we could have put on the passport and i know it seems trivial like why are we talking about a simple passport but we're just wondering what what inspired what forced them what told them that now is the time to change this and make it very it just seems safe the passport seems honestly it seems more like a travel passport which that's what a passport is but i mean it doesn't have any moments from canadian history it just has very dull things like typical things a squirrel eating a nut a kid jumping into a lake two people canoeing it's you know what i mean it's like all the stereotypes of canada are in the passport well before it was moments that made us proud as canadians but this is where we're at see every content piece that i mentioned today on the podcast there's a reason they they all correlate this is where we're at this is what i'm saying it's like everything we're at goes through this filter now Everything has to go through this filter, and it goes through this filter, and when it comes out the other way, it's unrecognizable, <laughs> which means your country's unrecognizable, people are unrecognizable, people you thought were normal are unrecognizable. You, you realize where we're headed, and it's, it's, not, it's not a good place. It's a very scared, soft world we're headed to, and when you have people like our prime minister doing this kind of stuff, and so, so aware of being overly inclusive over the top scared about the way anyone might perceive this let's make it so generic like president's choice and their brand so generic it's a yellow box with writing on it that's it that it cannot possibly i'm sure the yellow box by the way offends some people or whatever there are no name brand that's how the world is right now it's so blah anything that is Put together anything that is produced is like okay let's just put it out as simple as possible so it just doesn't offend we could go along with our business and keep making all the money we were making before without offending anybody this is where we are folks this is where we are next week back to having guests sitting across from me can't wait appreciate you listening in you could reach me anytime 
by DMing me at Freeway Frank on any of my social medias, Instagram and Twitter. Give it five stars on Spotify if you do get a chance to review or comment on Apple. Please do so. In any of the past episodes, check them out via YouTube at The Drive-By Podcast. Hey, it's Freeway Frank. Until next week, ciao for now. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. Drive-By Podcast is brought to you by OwnSpace.